I don't even know. But hello, hello, hello. I'm Josh. I don't know what else I say. We're just trying to live a Jesus life and <laughs> something wrong with and our I'm system. Andrew. Yeah. That was the slowest intro of 20 something seconds. <laughs> I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast coming at you live and with some minor technical difficulties. Um, we'll see if on the final recording that. Yeah, so if you took some shrooms or didn't take some shrooms, yeah. um, that slowness, that was on our end. That wasn't just in your head. Like, that was real. It did. <laughs> Dude. Uh, hopefully, the outro doesn't I, do that kind of thing. Because the outro has, t- like, our voices in it. So it might be like, oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Five minutes of slow talking. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. What's that movie? Wait, what movie? It's a movie when they talk. I don't slow. know. I don't know. I don't know. Slow talking. Dory wasn't finding Nemo. Was there a slam? Oh, she like was mimicking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Dory, Dory was. was. Yeah, was like talking mm-hmm. to a whale. But then it also reminded me of what's that movie when like it's a bunch of animals, um, and she's like a cop mouse oh, or Zootopia or something. Zootopia, and they go to the DMV. Yeah, Zootopia. Yeah, yeah. and the DMV. Yeah, because he's just slow. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So if you need some mm-hmm. some movies to watch, yeah, definitely right Zootopia. There. That's Start a good movie. We I haven't watched that for a while, but this summer we've basically like quietly phased out shows as much as possible for uh, my daughter because she's three and like she was like nice. way too demanding about shows for a while there. And you notice this, but like with a three year old, when you let them watch a show. They'll like be really calm and really focused and into it. She will for like the duration of the show. Then you turn it off and like all the energy she would have got out during the show just comes out and it's like a bomb goes <laughs> off and it's uh anyway. So yeah. So we've quietly like just been like, no, go play outside, you know? And, uh, and it's been pretty good. So we'll see how that goes this winter. But Zootopia is one of those that like, I'm like, yeah, this is a cool movie. Like, I'll watch this. Makes me laugh. It's good every time. Yeah, man. Dude, how you doing? I you are you are you gotta find those as a, let, as a let me say, speaking of movies and maybe speaking of uh video games, um, I don't know this if you know this people, but I'm looking at Josh as Mario uh right now, <laughs> which is awesome. So Mario, how you doing? Uh I'm doing great. If I knew what Mario said, uh, I'd say it right now, but it's been a long time since so I played yeah. Mario, so no idea. Hmm. No, it's a Halloween at our company today, and uh, I'm dressed yeah. appropriately because we take Halloween very yeah. seriously at my company. Well, at least mm-hmm. half of us do. Um, and yeah, so we're all dressed up today, and we chose as a team to be uh, Mario awesome. Kart people, and I chose to be Mario because... I was like, I already got overalls from the last <laughs> Halloween costume. All I got to do is buy a hat and probably have a red yeah. shirt somewhere. And, and you're not. Good. And I got the hat. Hat nice. came as a pair. Got a Mario what? hat and a Luigi hat. So Dude. next year, convince my new team to be like, hey, <laughs> let's do let's do Mario Kart and I'll be Luigi. And then we're done. That's awesome. Because when you sell it to them next year, you'll be like, I'm not even trying to be the main guy. All right. 
I, I'll take Luigi. Like, who wants to be Mario? Like, our fearless, our fearless leader, yeah. you know? Like, why don't you be Mario, you know? Who picks Mario, I don't know. though? Like, when you play Mario Kart, no, do you pick, I pick Mario? Uh, no, I, nobody does. It's Yoshi. Toad. Toad. All, every time, Toad, man. I like Toad's style. It's got quick, you know, quick cart, good turns. Like, Toad's the way to go. But, yeah, I never pick Mario. Maybe even like Yoshi. Yeah, there's someone dressed up like Toad, but I haven't mm. seen them yet. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a yeah, costume. Totally. Dude, how's your week going? What's going on in your world other than uh, dress up? <laughs> um, yeah, what's new? I had, uh, we recorded this, uh, the beginning of October it is right now. Uh, and I'm heading to Minneapolis. Um, for a um, YouTube show, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's like a live show uh, with my nephews. So we're headed up there for the weekend, um, and it's not happening this... Oh, no, when we release this episode, yeah, I'd already be, be back. back. So it's okay. It is this weekend. <laughs> You'll be back. Weekend. You don't have to be super <laughs> sneaky. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I was thinking it. No, so I was my thinking house about that, too, and I'm like, yeah, by the time this comes out, you'll be golden. You'll be home. Um Dude, that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, then I was like, I'm going to say, we're going to go see Dude right. Perfect. But I didn't want to say that because then you right, can Google right, right. Uh, when their show is. And then I'm like, the house is empty. <laughs> um, but this won't be like that. So we'll be okay. It's funny. So by the time you're listening to this, I just got back. My house That's is right. now secured. Totally um, defended so yet again. I own a gun. By Josh. Dude, that should be fun. Um, I had a friend or a coworker for my uh, the last team I was on. He took his son and like a couple of their kids to go see Dude Perfect a while back, I think in Atlanta, and said it was actually like super fun, like really good show, like really well done. So should be a blast cool. for sure. I knew, yeah, I knew who Dude Perfect was, but I didn't. I don't like follow or watch <laughs> their things. Uh, so I like went to their page to like watch one of them, and I watched the documentary about their huh. show. Then I was like, oh, that might have been dumb because now I've like seen all the elements of their show and I might be bored. But I think it'll be it'll be entertaining just to have watch a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That'll be a blast. That'll be great, dude. We'll hit up Mall of America and Whoa. whatever the Camp Soupy's now called in the Mall of America. I think it's like nice. Nickelodeon Land or something like that. Um, dude, that'll be awesome. Should be a quick couple of that'll days. That'll be great. I uh it's the middle of the week, but I today have not worked at all. Um, this is like a day to just do spiritual development stuff. Um, and we're, you know, recording a podcast because I was like, you know, if anything fits, that that's all right uh, in here. But dude, I got up and spent a little bit of time in my deer stand as the sun came up this morning, then went on an awesome hike and uh, had some good lunch at this like bagel bagel place slash deli um bagel shop slash deli that was awesome um it's been a good day it's like perfect fall weather here man like you just you can't beat good fall days um in my opinion so yeah really loving it and trying to trying to pray a little more uh be a little more intentional honestly not like doing a lot of the normal things that we talk about as like spiritual development but i've been trying really hard to like be disconnected from looking at my phone. Um, I had to look at it some on the hike to take pictures and to make sure we were on the right trail because all the trails were terribly marked. Um, but 
uh, I'm trying really hard yeah. to like not check email or whatever, even fantasy football and all those things, you know, just trying to like disconnect um, from my phone because I feel like it's it's a time suck and kind of takes me out of, you, out of the moment. What are you going to do then when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> like how are you going to like occupy just your gonna time? Look around for spiders, phone? you know, like make sure... <laughs> Make sure there's no bugs around. That that is not the place you I know, but dude, no. today's the. You do not want to be sitting in such a vulnerable <laughs> position and find a bu- like find a big. Let me just say, room. every That's time I use the bathroom when I poop, um, I think about this. Somebody told me the story in passing that, or maybe it was a news like headline or something. Yeah, it was a news headline. That's what it was. Because then I read the article and it was like a real story. Um, this dude, a semi truck driver used a bathroom at a gas station, like pooped, you know, sat down and there was this venomous spider on the underside of the, um, toilet seat that bit the guy like on the, the I'm cutting you off dude, on the, the deep, like deep on nope, the thigh. Okay, so spider bites a guy, and the dude then like wrecks his semi and dies in the hospital before they realize what even happened. Because like the spider affected his blood, like gave him a heart attack, basically wrecked his semi. They get to the hospital. They couldn't figure out what exactly was going on. By the time they realized it was like spider venom, um, dude was dead. (laughs) So I'm always like whenever I poop in places I'm not uh, used to being in, I check under the toilet seat. Cause I'm like, I do not want this to happen. Like who knows what could be under there. So. Well, I check the toilet every time, every I time to poop, whether it's my house or someone else's or some, every time I'm looking, not like a thorough, like I'm not sticking my head in the toilet, like get under the rim, but like taking a look around just to make sure. Cause I don't want those. Throw it. Happen. And that's the crazy thing about spider, like the really venomous spiders, you don't yeah. feel them when they bite. Yeah, they're insane. Like, it's after <sighs> the fact when they like like the violin yeah. spider. Uh what's the other name for that? Yep. Recluse, Black Widow. Black Widows. Yeah. Like, you don't feel Which the bite. we have black widows around here. That's the it's one terrifying. venomous spider I've seen. But we have like I've seen quite a few of them outside. Ugly looking man. spider too. Yeah, we used to have a ton in Southern California. They used to be yeah. all over the all over the outside Oof. of the house. Dude. Nasty, but no one ever got bit. Nasty, man. Well, dude. Yeah, no. We uh, no, we're starting a new you. series. We figured no, it out. Course. We uh, we decided what we were gonna do. Um, foundations. Josh, you want to tell the people about where we're going and maybe about kind of today's focus? Yeah, we're just kind of getting back to basics of of basic tenets of our faith. Um, getting everybody else on the same page. Um of just, you know, what's the, the basic view of Christianity and what are the basic doctrinal stan- you know, stances we choose to take. Um, so we'll talk about humanity. We'll talk about Jesus, the Spirit, God himself, God the Father. Talk about salvation. We'll talk about the role of the church. Talk about um, eternal security. We'll talk about uh, Scripture and the role of Scripture plays in our lives um, in relationship with Jesus. Um, but yeah, so kind of just getting back to the root of it all. Uh, foundationally, and uh, we're going to call it foundations, like Andrew said. Um, so, if you went to our website once, well, you know, all the episodes are out. You can quickly find them. Uh, but we're just going to kind of work through um, just the basic tenets of the Christian faith, 
um, because oftentimes people just don't know this stuff. Um, I think is where it came from. the the desire to go through a series like this is where it came is where it came from. Was most people just don't understand humanity's role in relationship with Jesus and relationship with sin and how did salvation come into play and why did salvation have to come you know through the form that it did um, the role of the yeah. church community um, in believers' lives and the importance of it. Um, we'll kind yeah. of talk through all those things um, and try to we'll try to get practical yeah. as best we can about, you know, how does it actually affect your day to day? How does it affect your belief system um, and dig into that? Totally. Stuff too. But yeah. So this week we're talking about humanity, yeah. um, God's view of humanity, the um, position humanity finds themselves in uh, because of their, their decisions. Um, and then uh, we'll kind of just move it'll on. Be good. From there. Yeah, man. I'm excited about this. I think it'll be a good, uh, good thing to focus on and hopefully we can make it practical. Um, that's always the the challenge with this type of stuff is like, well, how do you make it apply to my daily life? You know, how do I make this actually matter to me? Um, dude, I had one thought I wanted to share, uh, and, and then we can dive in however you see best, you know, on, on this, you sent like some great scripture references and, um, yeah, we can go wherever you want to go. But, I had this thought the other day while I was sitting in the deer stand since it's almost the rut, which is like the peak hunting time. Um, I was sitting there and I was looking around at all these massive trees, you know, small trees, huge trees, medium ones all around. And I had this thought, like it just struck me like God, um, God, when he creates things, he creates things that create other things, you know, maybe not always like, he made rocks and dirt and and all the things that, I don't know, you just look around, he made everything. But when you look at trees, you're like, that's not just a stagnant thing. You know, it's not just a table. Like a tree is constantly growing and changing and, and is, you know, putting off and making other trees. So when God makes things, he makes things that continue to grow over time. When we make things like with the exception of having kids, the things we make are like stagnant, you know, like you can make like you build a table and it's just always a table until it breaks. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sprout another table and it doesn't slowly morph into a house, you know, like it's just a table when you make a table. But but God gives us like a little kind of trace of like his I don't want to say DNA because that's I don't think the right word, but a sprinkle of of his image, even in our ability to create in that we can create other people, um, that, you know, but we can make kids that, that also grow. Um, but I don't know, man, that just hit me. It was just yesterday. I was thinking that, um, while I was in the deer stand, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like everything God makes, makes stuff, you know? Um, and most things we make don't make things. Um, and not even that we create our kids, you know, I, I consider that to be like a total blessing from God, but they come through us as people, I guess. So yeah, man, God's image, I think is, is with us in, in many, many ways. And I know we've talked about that in some ways, but, um, but this idea of being made in the image of God maybe can even trickle into our ability to create, uh, things. That's good. And I think too, like when we talk about humanity, like we're talking about you and yeah. me, right? Like we're talking yeah. about people. 
there's aspects of humanity that yeah cover us all but in general like we're talking about individuals so individuals are created in the image of god you know we see in jeremiah we're a masterpiece of his creation um you know we we were intended to have you know relationship deep relationship with god that we see that with adam and eve walking in the garden um, fully exposed and fully themselves um, before god um, sin enters the picture and of course everything changes um, for that relationship um, we see in ephesians you know we're um, um, unique and built for a purpose um, and i think we miss that oftentimes um, and Andrew just fell out of his chair, I think, or got scared of a spider. I don't know. He there's was, like, a stink, dude, there's so a stink bug on my microphone. It, but... I'm going to mute and hit it off, but I just like caught it. I just caught it microphone. out of the corner of my eye. There's a stink bug right there, man. I'm going to mute and flick it. Um, <laughs> <Can't see laughs> it freaked it. me out though. Your screen's all oh, like, yours is too, Mario. That would freak me out. I wouldn't want a stink bug. I want a stink bug on. Okay. Where'd you flick it? You flicked it into your house. You don't want to flick it into your house. You got to get rid of it. Dude. Comes back if you flick it, it in the house. on the window now, and I will get it out of here after the podcast. I It just freaked me out because it was like right there, but I know my it can't bite God. me. It's not a biter bug, as I would tell uh, Catherine, my three-year-old. <laughs> All right. Sorry not to derail us. Bug. Do they spray? Why do Dude, when you, bug? if you like squish them, they emit this like really stinky smell um, as a defense mechanism. Yeah. Huh. But they're also just like, yeah. I always thought because the stink bugs in California would turn around and put their butt up in the air. <laughs> no um, way. Which I was like, that's, is he going to like, is he like a skunk? But they never squirted anything. So I was just like, that's weird that they do that. Why are they called Maybe stink they bugs? Maybe they should just be called like mooning bugs. But I've never tried you know? to smash one either. They just so. moon you. Like, dude. <laughs> mooning bugs. <laughs> uh, don't mess with me. Jack likes to stretch and shove his butt up in the air. Um, and every time he does, I say, Jack, stop, yeah. stop advertising. Because <laughs> um, I think it's a funny uh, joke. <clears throat> he doesn't understand. That's funny. That's funny. Dude. Sorry to derail you. He just goes um, along. He just yeah. goes along. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you? I, I totally threw you off. So I, yeah. I think I think humanity can be summed up. Yeah, we'll get into the separation and and where that comes from. Um, here in a second because it, it, it's an important conversation. But before we get there, I think we can sum up humanity in this simple statement: um, Each person is uniquely created called to a meaningful purpose, perfectly loved and forgiven by God through mm. Jesus Christ. Um, and we'll get to God and Jesus Christ in later episodes. But, <clears throat> um, and that's kind of the original plan. I shouldn't say forgiveness was the original plan, but from a relationship standpoint, we're perfectly loved, um, perfectly accepted as we are, as God continues to sanctify us or mold us into who he wants us to be. Um, but we had to be forgiven. So Andrew, why do we have to be well, forgiven? Why can't God, just be okay with the decisions that I make, hmm. no matter what they are. Wouldn't God Dude, just love me anyways? Such an easy question. Um, <laughs> no, it's that's one that like it's it's not an easy question. I'm joking. The way I think about that is that there's this concept of sin um, that is basically like if i if i understand it right it kind of came from like archery as the way we understand it like when you sin you're missing the mark you know it's not a perfect bullseye and basically in the christian faith i think of that as being like 
when I am sinning, I am not following uh, God's will correctly in my life. Um, I'm I'm kind of deviating from the path that He has laid out for me, or that I know I'm doing something that I know I shouldn't do. You know, like this is off the mark. I'm missing the mark, and I'm choosing to miss the mark. Um, and even in the sin conversation, it's something that's been like debated theologically uh, head to toe for a long, long time. Like, can you sin without knowing you're sinning and all of these questions? But I think the the base, maybe the way I would explain it, not as a theologian, since I'm not one, is just when you're sinning, you're missing the mark. And I don't know how to prove it. You know, like I, I don't know if there's like, you know, there's certain things like if I if I look at these this pen and I say that's three pens, <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> it's just one pen. If I if I look at no. life and say, well, that was You need better pins, by the way. You're dude, no, this is a pilot by real. This is a pilot oh five. This is my favorite pen. This is my go to. Um <laughs> I'm about pen. I'll I'll send you some links okay. for adult pins that you can put you can put the okay. O5Es into. Oh, okay. Like All right. Yeah, send me some links. I'm I'm an adult. They're um, also amazing. I love them. I've spent a lot of funny, money on pins. But I love a good pen. Um but yeah, like like this whole idea of like if I could point at this pen and say it's one pen, uh I, I would say it's six pens. It's like, no, that's one. You're mis- you're wrong. Like that's not true. And and the idea of like does sin exist? Do do we sin? Like, I don't know how to prove it in this like one-to-one way, but I think that maybe by looking around at a wide scale, um, even people who don't necessarily follow God believe there's a right way and a wrong way. Like there's a right way to live and a wrong way to live as a human, you know? Like univ- nowhere that I know of around this world um, is murder something that's like accepted and celebrated? Like for whatever reason, actually not for whatever reason, but um, we look around as humans and and can all agree like that's wrong. Like that's not a good thing. And there's a lot of other things that fall into that list of like this is right. This is the good behavior. This is like not good behavior. This is how we should live. Um, this is bad behavior of how we shouldn't live. You know. So. All I'm trying to say is that I think people believe in good and evil, um, regardless of whether they believe in God and regardless of whether they believe in the God of of the Bible, like the God we follow, Yahweh, um, you know, and Jesus. Um, Mm. So all that said, um, I think that we constantly miss the mark, and I think that God... um, built into us one of the small kind of markations of like his character as our conscience. I think he put the conscience in us, this Mm -hmm. thing that we can't necessarily, we can't pull it out like a liver could be pulled out of a human body. Um, But I think we all have it where it's like, you know, when you're doing something wrong Um, and, and you know, when you're deviating from good, you know, and I think that conscience in people is kind of a 
marker of like being made in God's image of, of knowing the difference between good and evil um, and feeling it each time you kind of choose evil instead of good. So all that to say, um, Mm -hmm. I think this idea even of missing the mark as sin, as, as something that's evil, like points to the fact that there's a mark, like we're supposed to be, um, operating within God's will. We're supposed to be like hand in hand, like living the way he wants us to live. And when we're not, we're missing the mark. We're like outside of God's will. And we need, um, we've always needed a way to be kind of reunited back to God, a way to achieve actual forgiveness for those moments of, of sin, those acts of sin and kind of unification with God again. Um, and, and I believe that came through Jesus. Um, but I'll pause there cause I've been talking for a while. So what are your thoughts on that, man? Other than me needing better pens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll even send you one, uh, but they're That's out of awesome. stock right now on Amazon. Um, <clears throat> uh, I got distracted by the Amazon <laughs> pen. I knew where I was going before, but then I really got excited about the Amazon pen. <clears throat> um, well, I, I think so. The tribe that we'd be a part of, um, in terms of theology, you know, we we believe you're born sinful um, from birth um, because of um, your forefathers. So, the people that came before you. This is one of the reasons we believe that God, having to be fully, you know, fully God, fully hu- human, at the same time, couldn't come from the line of of a of a man. Like had to had to come through the you know the woman, and then with God Himself. Um, for lack of a better term, impregnating the woman. <laughs> or, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that one. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're sinful and and at birth. So and some would argue, well, how can such a beautiful baby be sinful? Well, if you've ever had a two year old, you know that it doesn't take long for them to figure this one out. Um, it's right. pretty pretty in, you know innate inside of them. Um, but the other side of this is like, <clears throat> um, I think. To what you were saying um, of, you know, how is sin, how do we call what is sin, sin? Um, I think we can look at specifically the Ten Commandments yeah. um, as a as a standard of God's character in our lives. Um, and it's all boiled down to, you know, Matthew 22, when Jesus asked, what are the greatest commandments? Is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, um, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, then he finishes that same with um, all the law and the mm-hmm. prophets hang on these two commands. Um, so I would argue <clears throat> that sin comes from, because we look at the Ten Commandments and the first four about sin against God, um, mm-hmm. sin against relationship with God, more importantly, um, and then the last six are sinning against humanity um, and or sinning against the relationship with humanity, with, with your fellow man. Um, like when we look at those commandments, um, like this is, um, shouldn't murder, like Andrew said. Well, that's pretty straightforward in terms of relationship. Like murdering somebody just kind of severs that relationship. Um, I'm no longer in love if I'm killing that individual. Right. I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, shall not commit adultery. You know, devaluing mm-hmm. an, uh, a human, you know, uh, your wife or your 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 husband um, by by really destroying that in a lot of ways with with another person. Um, shall not steal. Like I don't know about you, but when people steal against me. I don't really like that person or do I right. want to spend time right. with that person. And that person's definitely not going into my house or anywhere near my pen collection. Right. right. Like that's just nowhere near the pens. Yeah. Um, like you're mm-hmm. killing relationship. Yeah. 
shouldn't bear false mm-hmm. witness or lie mm-hmm. against your neighbor. Um, I don't know about you, but when I get lied to, I'm not, not yeah. a happy camper. Yeah. Um, and then you shouldn't yeah. covet, um, whatever the covet could be. And, um, some versions, you know, list out a, a long list, yeah. like right. don't cover the wife, the servants, male or female oxen, donkey, or anything else your neighbor may have, <clears throat> um, like covet. And, and I think with coveting, like it's so normalized in our yeah, society, like it's normal to that. be jealous yeah. of what other uh-huh. people have. Um, which is extremely weird, but how destructive it yeah. is for you um, to live in a, in where you're constantly coveting other people, what yeah. other people have, or, you know, playing victim because you don't have what other people have, whatever it comes to be. Like it's, it's, it's a destructive relationship, but it's also yeah. destructive to you. Um, all these things are, but you know, when you look at the first four, can I just uh, pause you and you know, say no other gods, the, before God. like, I, I don't even have the, have it open in my Bible, but I know that, um, there's a very strong statement multiple times echoed a lot of times through the Bible, but basically the wages of sin is death. You know, like when you, when you stay in sin, when you do more and more sin, like that leads towards death and death, not necessarily just of like your heart stops beating, but like death of relationships, death of joy, death of like all these things in your life. And yeah, death, death of, of purpose, purpose, death, death of like meaning in life, purpose, all of that. Like the even just with coveting, it's like every time you look at your car, um, if you're constantly thinking, man, this isn't, you know, this is a five year old car, this is a 10 year old car, this isn't a Mercedes, this isn't a Jaguar, this isn't a, you know, whatever you're comparing it to. Um, if you constantly think that you're just going to hate your car all the time and you're going to feel like ashamed of it. And you're going to like, you know, there's a lot of consequences of that. Like even just for you as a person, um, in your wellness, you know, for lack of better words, but over time, like, yeah, you might get that Jaguar, but then where's your jet, you know, and you might get your jet, but where's your yacht and you might get a yacht, but where's your yacht with a helicopter with a jet, like with a submarine attachment? Like you just, you're never going to get enough if you're dissatisfied with what you have now. And in in some ways, that's like a form of death while you're still, while your heart's still beating, you know? And like all those things, all the Ten Commandments are are that way as an outcome. Um is that it's a, it's a kind of slow death while you're alive, you know? Um, and maybe that's the wages of sin are death. You know, it's like, it's not just, um, Hey, don't commit sin because it's so great for you to walk in God's will. It's like, don't commit sin because your life's going to suck if you stay there constantly. Like it's not going to be, it's for your Mm -hmm. best to live as closely to God's will as you possibly can. Like, it's not just, it's not just this like be religious and follow the words in the Bible type of thing. It's like, no, if you want to have the best life you possibly can, you need to figure out what God's will is for you um, and and try to live in that. Not out of a sense of religious duty, but out of a sense of like authenticity and like this is what I want in my life. Um, that's my my pedestal or pedestal. I don't know. <laughs> that's my... Jan always makes fun of me when I say that, but that's my, uh, that's my two cents on that. Soapbox. Soapbox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But sin's bad uh, for you. 
no that's that's great i think too like yeah and it's instructive in the sense like i think oftentimes people go well you know i've been doing whatever sin for the last 20 years um it doesn't seem to affect my life um, but in all reality like it's it's probably affected relationship um you know you've probably lost relationships over it i think there's an issue in today's culture that we're okay with not having any community around us like somewhere along the way like you just relationships just don't seem to matter anymore uh, and you know as we've talked about numerous times throughout the different series on this podcast like relationships is where you find purpose relationships are where you find life relationships are the place that um, we continue to have hope whether that's relationships with with other you know people or a relationship with God himself like both are are important um, to be true in our lives if, if we're going to but so often I think we start down these roads and we don't even realize they're destructive roads um, and we finally get to these places where we start to look around and like, we're all by ourselves or the people that are around me mm. don't know me. Um, it's a, it's a false or facade yep. of relationship. Um, so I can at least say I have friends, but we're not really friends. If we stopped talking to each other, I probably yeah. wouldn't miss anything, um, in my life. Like we yeah. just move on and it, it's such a scary place to be. And it's so, um, um, it's so, what's the word, um, Empty? Um, contagious. Oh. Well, it is empty too, but it's contagious. Like, you start to live that way. Others around you start to live that way. And eventually you wonder why you're, you live, you're living a life and you're wondering, like, mm. what's the point? Um, and you get yeah. down those roads of, like, what's yeah. the point of all this? Um, you, you start to look around and you're like, well, nobody knows me. I have no real friends. And you're wondering why that's the case. And you're frustrated with the world or frustrated with God because that's the case. But in all reality, there's, there's an issue in your own heart. I think too often we like to blame so many other people for the crap of our lives. But the reality is it's nine times out of 10, your own doing. Um, and maybe not directly to that specific situation, but it was your own doing that got you to that specific situation. Yeah. And you kind of miss all that. Like we can't stress it enough. You want to find purpose. You want to feel like you, you matter. You want to feel like um, you're valuable, like humanity, like people around you is where you're yeah. going to find those things. Um, if you're not feeling those, you know, and I would argue this too. And I think we've talked about this before. If you're not good at relationship in physical human, human to human form, you're, you're not good with relationship with mm. God. I don't care what, mm. I don't care what you think um, because relationship yeah. is relationship. Uh, like same truths and principles that apply to your relationship with people apply to your relationship with God. And if you're not doing it with people, I'm going to argue then you're probably yeah. not doing them with God. Uh, maybe you do all the right things. You're reading the Bible, you're praying on a regular basis. You go to church, you give, you're serving like all these things from an outward perspective are, are supposed to be, you know, the good Christian, you know, uh, standard, but in all reality, like there's no mm. relationship with God. There's no fostering of, of, of conversation with God. Like it, it's all a facade uh, that you've created and, you know, lied and lied long enough to yourself. Uh, and it comes back to those first four commandments, right? Like you've put yeah. other things before God. There's more important things in, in your priority list than God, your relationship yeah. with God himself. Um, you've created idols um, that you are chasing after worshiping that are more important. This yeah. could be your business. This could be your career. This could be your kids. This could be your family. Like, there's a variety of things that we put before God. Um, that you've um, devalued God um, by by you know the way that Scripture says it is you've taken his, mm. his name in vain. 
mm-hmm. said it without meaning. Um, but we do that in so many other ways than just our speech, like using God's name in vain, whether it's, you know, you're dropping the, the G G D um, or ever <laughs> the G damn <laughs> word uh, <laughs> I say without saying it um, or something like that. Like you're, you're deep, you're, you're taking God off, off his rightful place of, of, honor um and and off of his throne in your own head um and then sabbath like sabbath is the only commandment not repeated in in the new testament so it's argued whether or not it's mm-hmm. it's applied to our own life but there's a mat like there's a part of sabbath that i am not in control mm-hmm. of my week right like i'm i'm letting god control yep. my steps um and that's why i'm i'm taking days of like rest or, or watching the way that god does it like there's, so there's that piece of it too that I think we often miss, but um, I, I think people, I think majority of people, Christian people, people that call themselves believers are in a lot worse place than they realize they are because the sin that mm. they've let run rampant in their life mm. that just become normal. And we're not even talking about the big sins of like, sure, you're looking at porn every night. Yeah, we get it. You're sleeping on your wife. Yeah, we get it. Simple and easy. You know, you're embezzling, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from your company. Sure, easy stuff. That's the big stuff. Black and white. Not right. there's not a lot of wiggle right. room there. Mm-hmm. But it's the little stuff that that we don't yeah. find as important and we don't call sin in all reality. Yeah. It's destroying. But no other God before me. You know, like that's that's a big one. Uh, but it's maybe mm-hmm. less uh, clear than the, the examples you just gave or like you murdered somebody mm-hmm. or, you know, one of those things that's just like in your face, like anybody could see, you know? Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Like, I don't know. I, to me, I think sin is, um, apparent. And the, and the reason I was trying to like step back and not necessarily go, like the 10 commandments route or even the, the route of Jesus, like love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength um, and love your neighbor as yourself, self, you know, like those two commands, like you talked about. Um, The reason I was trying to step back and just say like, we all, like, I think we all to some degree, humanity as a whole knows it's a little bit broken. (laughs) Like, I don't think, uh, and you open your news mm-hmm. app, you know, regardless of who you are and you scroll long enough and it's going to be like, there's an atrocity that you're reading it about. And we can only even call something an atrocity if we have some standard of like, this is how we should live as people. This is how we should live. And I think a lot of that just comes from like this innate, like we know that we know that we weren't just made like all the other animals. I think we know that we aren't just this. Uh, a lot of people would argue we're just this happenstance accident. You know, this this thing that like came about, evolved over time slowly and billions of years and just the right conditions and boom, there's a human. You know, and and I don't I don't believe that. I think we were made with with very clear intention and and very clearly um, designed, uh, to be in God's image. And I think there's a lot of markers in our Mm -hmm. life that, that call that out. And I think there's a lot of like, as soon as you start believing, like we're just these accidental science combustions, you know, like we just happen to kind of come about and who knows what else will be here a billion years from now. Um, I don't know, man, I think you just, you miss a lot. (laughs) Like, 
when you think you're only made for for this moment in this life, then I think it's real tempting to just say like, well, how do I get all the money then? You know, how do I get all the money so I can do anything I want? How do I get all the women so I can have, you know, the most beautiful women uh, in the whole world and not just one, like all of them? How do I get all the land? You know, like you start thinking through this lens of like, how do I get the stuff, you know? And then at some point the, the despair comes, how do I get the stuff? How do I get the power? How do I get the whatever? And at some point you realize in your life, like, like that truism of you can't take it with you, you know, like if you just believe you were an accidental mm-hmm. science experiment and you're only living for the moment, well, you better be smart enough to realize your moment eventually is going to come where, where this life ends. And it's like, what was the point of all that? Was there no point? Cause we all feel like there's a lot more to it. Um, we all feel like we were made um, more uniquely mm-hmm. than just to have stuff or money or power or influence, you know, like, I don't know. I feel that way. I don't, I don't feel like my, my goals in life should be about what things can I have and what people can I sway and what power and positions and titles can I get? Um, I feel like my life should be about how can I live the way uh, that God wants me to live? How can I walk in the way that Jesus laid out for us? Because every time I take take steps in Mm -hmm. those directions, it's better for me and it's better for everybody around me too. Like, you know, rising tide tide raises all ships. I think that's true on the, on the small scale. Like Mm -hmm. as every step you take to follow God in your own personal life, it's better for every person that you're in relationship with. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes their life better. It gives them something to be challenged by in a good way. It gives them somebody they trust and respect more deeply. You know, like it's, it's, that's the better way of life than pursuing the stuff and things and titles and power of life. Um, and that's, you know, you could look at that and, and be jaded and say like, well, you're only saying that because you don't have all the money and all the power and all the titles, but man, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's the better way to live in this life. And I think that's evidence that like we were made by, by good God. Uh, we were designed uniquely. Um, and I say uniquely like down to the person and the time you were born, I think you were designed uniquely um and you're given abilities talents skills that that match perfectly with the the time you're born the place you're born um and that give you opportunity to uniquely live out this Jesus life uh where you are so yeah man that's my that's my next soapbox i guess so i don't know what other soapboxes i'll get on but uh but those are a couple of them so far <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I think too, like when we start to talk about purpose and us having purpose, um, one of the, one of the culture values of Hill city is, uh, we grow to better others. Um, like our growth isn't for our own benefit. It's for the benefit of those around us. And we do life with, cause we get better at relationship. We get better at communication. We get better at conflict. We get better at all these things because 
it's going to better the people around us um, if we're good at those things. <clears throat> I think oftentimes we miss that. But I had a conversation with a friend, man, this was years ago, and we were talking about purpose. And um, this person had an argument of like, you know, churches talk so much about people having purposes, but I just don't think um, purposes, I don't think everybody has like a purpose like they talk about. Um, and it really, it really, I really struggle with that conversation and that statement probably for a couple of years after it. Um, because for, for pastors, as we preach, like we have a calling on our lives. Um, that's, it's not unique, but at the same time, for most of us, it's, it was a, it was a God moment. So it was a big deal to us. Um, and we just assume that everybody has that same type of experience. So we preach from that perspective. Um, and then as you start to talk with people, you're like, oh, not everybody has these kind of experiences. So maybe I shouldn't preach from this perspective. And I stopped preaching from that perspective um, for the sake of those individuals. Um, but as I've journeyed along, like you were just saying, like, no, I, I, I 100% believe God gives every human yeah. being a purpose. And purposes change as they go through seasons of life. But at the same time, that you have a purpose. There's a reason that you're still yeah. breathing. There's a reason that God wants to use you for something. And your purpose isn't so you have fame. It isn't so you grow in stature and you can convince yourself that no, no, no. If I have all this fame, then more people will come to know Jesus. Cause yeah. I'll talk about Jesus all the time. Bullshit. You want to come to fame because you want the fame. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Um, you can come up with other excuse that you want to, hmm. but you're lying to yourself. No, your purpose should um, be designed, whether big nor small, it doesn't really matter to better those around you. Um, like if God's giving, if God has gifted you with communication, how are you using that communication for people to, to, um, deepen their relationship with Jesus and foster relationship with Jesus better with, with God and people. Um, if you have the gift of hospitality, how are we using those gifts of hospitality, um, to drive people back to the gospel and to drive people to a loving God that deeply cares about them, um, and has offered forgiveness through his son, Jesus, if we choose to accept it, right? Like, no matter the gift, and we can look at human standards, and Scripture talks about this, right? Like, you can be an ear, and you're like, well, the ear doesn't matter, but your ear plays a role in the bigger community. But this goes back to the community conversation, too. If you're not attached to community, then, yeah, you've it's really difficult to find your role um, because an ear by mm. itself is pointless. Yeah. Just like a mouth is, yeah. just like a butt is, yeah. just like a leg is, right? Like they're pointless all by themselves. When we put them together, they all serve a purpose for a greater cause. And our greater cause is we want to live out the Great Commission, as Jesus described it um, in Matthew, in the end of Matthew 28. Uh, and, and so I, I think there's there's a piece of purpose that we're like, it's this deep, meaningful thing. Sure, for some of us it is. For others, it's more practical. But I do believe every one of us should be chasing after a purpose that God has given us. And that purpose is built you know, specifically around those, you know, the bettering those around us mm. and not bettering ourselves. Um, and I think oftentimes we miss that. Um, and it could be a variety of things. Like, you know, I'm supposed to be a worship leader. Maybe. Or I just like the attention to be on stage. I don't know. Um, like, dig into it. Like how does you being a worship leader benefit anybody? It doesn't. Uh, but how do you create environments where people can worship Jesus? That's, and, different. that's a different kind yeah. of purpose, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's my soapbox of like, I believe 100% yeah. everyone has a purpose. Um, it may be extreme, you know, finding out that purpose may be an extremely powerful moment, a God moment in your life. It may be just be a simple moment of like, no, this is the next thing I need to chase because this is going to better the, the people around me um, with their relationship yeah. with God and their relationship with people. So yeah. I'm going to chase this purpose. 
um, for this season. Um, I like that you added community in there that, that you made like do it in community, you know, like body of Christ is a concept of like, yeah, if you're picturing this, you know, all the people in this body, uh, are all the people that make up this body, you know, if somebody's a toe and they're trying to operate alone, it's like, what in the world are you doing? Like, it's just a toe, you know, you picture a toe on its own. It's like no purpose. But as soon as you start walking and you don't have a toe, your balance is thrown way off. You know, like you can't, you can't do the things you can if you don't have a toe. Like it's one of those essential things to operate. Um, same with an eyeball, you know, like like vision, we take it for granted until the second we don't have it. And it's like, what is going on? Like I have to operate entirely differently now, but I think it's easy or, or maybe one yeah. reason it's easy for a lot of people to be jaded or to, to feel like, well, I don't have a purpose in this life is because they're doing it alone, you know? And we've talked a lot about this, but mm-hmm. Like this life is not a solo sport. Like we're meant to, we're meant to do it together. We're meant to be in it together. Um, And I don't know, that's maybe that's the reason there's so many people in this world is like so many chances at, at having community, so many chances for everybody to have community if they choose it. Um, Mm -hmm. In this like digital age Mm -hmm. we find ourselves in, it's really easy to believe you have community. Um, Even if you never, spend time with people you know you're just seeing people on all the on the so all the social media platforms you know or while playing video games with them or whatever and that's not necessarily a bad thing but if that's your only expression of being connected to people i'd argue it's like it's it's not as good as it could be you know it's it's not as deep as it could be i got to be with my team my the team I work on with at work um, in person like a couple weeks I don't know three or four weeks back, and we've been a small team for like six months, and haven't actually been together in person. We've had a lot of Zoom conversations, we've had a lot of phone conversations, a lot of great things, you know, that like ways to connect and get to know each other. But dude, the inside jokes and and experiences and real talk that happens in a couple days of actually being together in person, you just can't replace it. You know, like Mm -hmm. when I'm talking to you just through zoom or just from afar, like there's a filter, right? Like only you're only seeing what I want you to see in the moment. You're only hearing what I want you to hear. And, And when you're together, like the deeper things naturally come out. And just the ability to laugh together and like have a really good time that comes out too. And I think that's just important as important, um, at least for me. So all that to say, man, I do think like purpose comes out in community. Like it's, it's easier to understand like your kind of unique gifts when you're with people, uh, and when you know people well, cause you spend time with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like, um, where is it going to go with this? Like a distracted. Um, you said something really good. I wanted to jump oh, in, and then you said something else, and I got paying attention to that, and then I forgot. Shoot. It. I should have wrote it down. Um, I think with with this community idea, like, um, man, it was such a good point too. I'm gonna have to really, Lord Jesus, remind me oh, of this dang. point. I guess was it about social media and, and the difference of like being in person versus not? Uh, oh. <laughs> No, but I do have a thought on that too. Like, I, I think, 
I think it's a good practice to get off social media for a little while and see what that does hmm. to your relationships. Um, because I, I think it helps. I remember the point now, but I think it helps you realize what relationships are real relationships mm. and what relationships are a facade of relationship. Like, it's funny, like there's people that I would have said, Oh yeah, we're friends. But then I got off of, you know, social media for the most part, um, at yeah. least the Facebook world. And I don't see anything that they post anymore. And then you're like, Oh yeah, we're not, we're not friends, but you create this facade of, because you know, things about their life. But the reality is it's not it's not twofold, like it's not going back and forth. Um, so I think a good practice for, for you is just jump off yeah. of social media for a while mm-hmm. and see what that does to your relationships. The, the point I wanted to make um, is relationships mm. take time um, and they take intentional time that you're together, yeah. right? Like you're not going to have good relationships if you're never together. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Like if you're not spending time together like good luck making a relationship. Now we all have those friends that, you know, we grew up with or, or, you know, in our early twenties, we became friends and, you know, we moved away from each other. But when we get back together, like things pick up right where they left off. <clears throat> Great. But the reality is, are those people really investing in my life? No, because I see them once mm-hmm. every couple of years. Um, if you're looking around you and it's only your family, it's only your husband, it's only your kids, it's only your wife, who are, like it's just your media family around you. Like, I would argue you probably don't have any real friends. And then I would argue if you don't have any real friends then you probably don't have mm. the time of Jesus either. Like there, there's probably a struggle there. Uh, but like, I think there's this piece of like, I can, I can create all these different avenues in my life, whether it's reading social media um, or, you know, whatever it happens to be uh, a text thread where we're sending memes to each other all day. And we can convince ourselves that we actually have community around us. But in all reality, we're not spending time with any of those people. And whether it's physical time, like Andrew and I are good friends and Andrew and I live 2000 plus miles away from each other, but we see each other face to face and um, we spend time with each other digitally. Um, And that's doable, but it's, it's face to face. We're talking to each other doable. Like it's not this. And the other piece of like, when you're like Andrew said, when you're around each other for a significant amount of time, like you pick up on so much more Mm -hmm. about those people. Like community and camaraderie starts to grow because I'm like we're not necessarily like engaging one on one with each other, but we're all watching yeah. each other as we're around. And like you pick up those traits of like, oh yeah, that's funny about them, or um, that's you know remarkable about them that I would never have noticed because they're they're little things that you're not going to see in a meeting because I've in a lot of ways dictated yeah. the meeting, right? Like if I'm on a Zoom call with somebody, you know, even if it's relational and it's just friends, like I've dictated the view that mm-hmm. you get to see behind me. I dictate what you get to see, you know, with me, uh, and I'm only share, and I'm in 100% yeah. control what yeah. I share, right? Where like if I'm spending time with that person uh, in a coffee shop, we go on a trip together, whatever it happens to be, like there's going to be a lot of moments yeah. where I'm not in control, totally get to see the real me, right? Like I don't get mm-hmm. to dictate the facade yeah. that I'm trying to create. Like they're just going to yeah. get to see the real me. We can get into the whole thing of like yeah. the mask that we wear and all that stuff, but I don't think it's helpful to this specific conversation. But we all wear masks and got to figure out how to take them off. Totally. So you can be the real you. Um, but I think there's that piece too. Like if you're not spending time with people, um, mm. you're, you're not in real yeah. relationship with people. Yeah. Just like with Jesus, right? If I'm not spending time with Jesus, I just go to this building once a week and I sit with a bunch of other people that know this Jesus guy and we talk about Jesus. I even sing songs to Jesus, but in all reality, I'm not spending right. time with Jesus because the second I leave right. there, I don't think about him again. Right. Like you're, 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 you've believed a lie 
whether it's your relationship with God or relationship with others, you've believed a lie that it's real. Um, in all reality, it's a facade mm. or something that you want, but you're not willing to invest the time into making it happen. And relationships, you have to be intentional. You have to spend time and you have to yeah. sacrifice for them. It's the only way they're going to, yeah. they're going to come to be, um, they're not going to land in your lap. You're, you know, you're not going to be able to come along for the ride and somebody else invest right. all the time into it. Um, because the reality is it's all one sided mm. again. Um, you can think of it yes. like preaching, right? Like the preacher, and I know I've used this illustration before, but like the preacher on stage, you feel like you know so well because you've heard all the stories of their lives, but relationships is two way. <laughs> so like he doesn't know anything about you. So right. there's no real relationship there. You may feel right. close to that person or, or, or her, um, but like yeah. they don't know anything about you. Yeah. So there's no relationship. I think off, I think that's what's been created in our world is you see all these things on social media. It's like, oh, I know this person so well. Um, I, I can, you know, name all their kids. I can name what they did on vacation, but in all reality, I don't right. know these people at all because I've just never invested time into the relationship. I never spent time with them. I wasn't intentional. I haven't sacrificed my, my desires, my wants, the way I want things to go in a relationship yeah. for the sake of the relationship. And I think oftentimes we've, we've convinced ourselves that we have something when all reality that we don't. And why it's important is because like Andrew said, mm-hmm. we find purpose in those things. Um, you know, if you're struggling to find what the purpose of life, there's probably a good chance you're not. If you're struggling to feel like you're loved, you're valued, you're cared for, there's a really good chance you're just not in a relationship. Um, if you're struggling to feel like you matter, um, you're struggling to feel like you're actually forgiven, I would argue you're struggling, you know, you're, you're lacking a relationship with Jesus yeah. and that's why you don't feel these things. Um, like, I think there's a lot of things that we can look at that are good signs to show us something's wrong. Um, and I think you start to pull back from those things. Yeah. You're going to notice, um, you're going to notice things about yourself that you thought were true and just yeah. not true relationships, Dude, unfortunately. So true. So right on. And uh, I, I should bounce pretty quick, but the final thought that I had, uh, as you were talking, um, I think we have a lot of, of places we can go in the rest of, of foundations. Um, and maybe why does God care about us might be a good one too as maybe a part B of like humanity um, or whenever we get there. But um, I was just thinking like, if you're listening to this, if you're hearing this and you're thinking like, yeah, I don't have purpose in my life. I don't have a 10 year plan plan. I don't feel valued by those around me. I don't, I don't know. Like if you feel that and and you don't feel like God loves you or God has a, a plan for your life or a purpose for your life at, at a minimum, then maybe just stubbornly believe that Josh and I believe it. <laughs> so you should too. Um, and start asking, uh, not because Josh and I are special because we're pretty much just normal guys. Um, you know, just like, I believe it passionately, passionately. I believe God has purpose for every person that, that is alive. Um, I believe he has, things that that each person can kind of uniquely do to to walk in the way that God would have them walk um, and unique purposes. Um, so believe that. And if you don't believe that, stubbornly say to yourself, I'm going to believe that today. I'm going to live like I have a purpose in my life. And maybe pray about it and, and say, God, like, what do you want me to do in this life? What is your purpose for me being alive? Because I'm not feeling it right now and get specific on that. Like I have a real talk uh, with God. He can handle it or he's not God. So promise you can handle it. Um, But take a minute and do that. And then 
start spending time with people, uh, preferably ones that, that love God and love you in that order. Um, hang out with them, spend time with them, do things with them, whether it be just be fun things or building things like doing projects together, like help people out around you. Like if you don't feel like you have purpose or value in life, like go rake your, your neighbor's leaves, you know, it's fall, like go serve somebody. Then you're going to get a thank you. You're going to get some purpose. You're going to get a workout at a minimum, uh, but go and start serving other people and, and watch how quickly people value you and people appreciate you. And, and from that, maybe you can better understand the way that God values you, appreciates you, has a purpose for you and, and loves you uh, above all those things. So I don't know, man, just trying to get practical with it. But yeah, believe that Josh and I in our stubborn beliefs um, believe that each person alive has a purpose, that God didn't make any accidents um, and that that he cares about you. He loves you. Uh, and then go from there. So, yeah, man, hope that helps. Yeah, I would add to that. I would add to that, too. Like, if you're sitting there and you feel like you don't have community around you, um, choose yeah. to create it. Um, like, someone has to model it and someone yeah. has to take the first step. Um, the reality is people need it. Um, maybe they don't know or value how important it is, but start investing in other people yeah. around you. Start gathering, like Andrew said, people around you um, to create a culture of just, we're going to, we're going to do life together. We're going to spend time together. This matters. I don't care how busy we are. We're going to find time um, to, to fit people in. Um, and the reality is like, you have to eat. So, you know, invite people over for meals. You're already making them. Um, right. There's plenty yeah. of, of places that you can fit people in if you choose to make it. But like, um, I think oftentimes we miss out uh, on community because we're just, you know, we, we want it to happen for us. And oftentimes we have to create it ourselves. Yeah. So model it for people. Show them what community is supposed to look like. Um, but hey, Andrew, I think we've, we've butchered or we've put everything we into this one. We may butcher <laughs> even parts of it. Uh, but Thanks for listening to our show. Series. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.